TFFP, uh, what you're going to hear is something that we've been trying to put together for a few months now. And uh, I would like to actually welcome John S. to the uh, TFFP studios for an interview that actually was live streamed about two weeks ago at the time of this recording. He is a blind air traffic controller on a service called VATSIM. You can check out more at www.vatsim.net. For those of you guys who don't know, I am a visually impaired uh, blind flight simmer. And you can check out some of my stuff at this podcast and at http colon double slash lbry.tv slash at sign caps V caps I caps P-I-L-O-T. So let's actually hear what John has to say about ATC when blind and the possibilities of him doing more positions. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I am, um, my name is John. I'm 34 years old. I'm, well, 35 now. I'm, I'm from Michigan. I have been blind since birth. I live here in uh, Michigan. Okay, so uh, were you born blind? Yes, I was. I was born blind. I had what's called retinopathy of prematurity. Uh, okay. Basically, it's where my retinas were detached and they were not attached at all. Mm-hmm. So... It's been, it, when I first found out about I was blind, it was like, at first I didn't understand it, but as I got older, I'm like, mm-hmm. one, uh, you know, one part, at one point in time, I was like, how can I live like this? I won't be able to learn anything. But at another point when I got, you know, later on, I'm like, oh, okay. And this is how I have to do things. <laughs> you know, I was at this training center here in Michigan for a few months um, last, well, um, I was at this training center in Michigan here a few times. Um, I didn't really do that well uh, because I was young and I was trying to play the know-it-all card game with, with them and everything else, and it's like I kind of feel bad for doing it. <laughs> for those of you guys who are sighted, yes, we've all... Uh, uh, th- those, for those of us who are sighted, uh, yeah, the training centers actually offer uh, independent skills. Well, some of them, most of them do... Um, and the this to, I've been through I've been through uh, I've been through one and yes we've all played the know-it-all card and we've all <laughs> wished in the end that we hadn't have done that so yeah um, actually it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah um for a while it was really tough there to uh, to do to live like that but now that as I've gotten older you know um, I've learned how to deal with it and adapt and accommodate things <laughs> so so so, uh, so when did you actually start with the flight simulator hobby not the vat sim hobby but just getting into flight simming when, when did you start doing that actually i started doing that all the way back when scott shade started talking about his podcast on blind coltac back in 06 and 06 was when i first started with the uh, flight simulator community uh this is when i was really just first getting into it and then um, it went from FS, uh, FS Navigator to Itch of Plane. I used that for many, many, many years until now. Okay. Um, all right. And uh, then now the VATSIM hobby, how did you find out about it? When did you get into it? Well, actually, I got into VATSIM back, well, actually, I got into this VATSIM the same year as I got into flight simming. So VATSIM was in 06. I can't remember how I actually found out about VATSIM. Back then, it was really inaccessible because we, as blind people, didn't know how to connect to, it, to the network and actually start you know, controlling with it. It was just basically a bunch of trial and guesswork errors. Pretty much. As a pilot, or well, we'll get to your position later. But as a pilot, it was yeah accessible? for a while until um, we had to. I actually had to start memorizing like 
uh, like the graphic, there was like a graphic. It didn't say, it didn't have like a menu button or whatever in the main. This is when we were using Squawk Box back in the day. And so this is when uh, we had to use like, you know, the left mouse button to click on the menu to get into the menu and use the arrow keys to go up and down. Now, I don't actually remember Squawk Box, so I guess that's a that's a very good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, Squawk yeah. Box is not being used anymore. It's very old. Um, it was a, it, it was a very old piece of software back in the day. It's not even being developed anymore. So, um, wow. Yeah, V. I mean, you're, we're very lucky to have V Pilot <laughs> now. So, <laughs> so. So, what inspired you to get into get into the hobby of Vatsim? Well, well, first of all, what's what inspired you to get into the hobby of flight simming? Well, you said, um, what was the person's name? Scott Shade. Scott you Shade. Said? Yeah, he did a podcast on Blind Cool Tech back in 06. 06, okay. 07, something like that. So um, he actually he um, and then I'm like, huh, this sounds interesting. I might get into this. So. Lo and behold, me, you know, I was, you know, ordering a whole bunch. I mean, I was trying to get really get into, you know, getting really into it, you know, like getting. And this is when I was using FS2002 back in 06. It's actually, it's actually amazing how far the uh, simulator has come along and we'll get there. Um, <laughs> we will get there. Now, how, what inspired you to get into the VATSIM hobby uh, into the, in the course of what well what what inspired you to get to the VATSIM hobby first as a pilot um i think it was <clears throat> i think it, excuse me i think it got mostly to the point where i was like tired of flying controlling or flying alone and offline i i just needed that extra level of realism okay now explain what VATSIM is for those who don't really know what that yeah, is. Yeah, for those who don't know what... From the pilot's point of view. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying that is we'll, we'll get to the... We'll get to, uh, we'll get to what he does in a minute. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, VATSIM for the pilot. Uh, VATSIM stands for Virtual Air Traffic Simulation Network. It's basically a virtual network where you as pilots can log on and you fly, but yet you're talking to actual people who are controlling, who are doing ATC controlling. So it's kind of like you're actually sitting in a real live aircraft, but yet you're by your flight simulation at your computer. It's just, it sounds a little bit unnerving. Well, actually it can be. Um, take it from me. I was actually, I actually logged on to several positions and, and just listened and how they did it. Um, I, was, uh, I, I was very nervous too. And this was, again, this was back when I was using um, uh, uh, you know, like it's your plane in that, you know, this is when I was, you know, doing that too. So, you know, I wasn't very confident with my pilot, with my flying ability. So I, I, I just had to, I just had to practice. It takes a lot of practice flying offline. I mean, I mean, you're used to having, you know, just the computer ATC, you're just having regular you know, either the Microsoft ATC or whatever ATC add-on you're using, you know, walk you through stuff. But when you get into the VATSIM area and you're talking to live people, it gets really, it gets really nerve-wracking. And for me, um, what I did is I just basically sat there and just listened. And is that the advice you would give to any newbie Definitely. pilot? Definitely, yeah. I would say really just sit, get in there, listen, and just listen to see how they work things and listen to, you know, the pilots, feedback instructions, and things like that. It's really, it, it, the more you listen, the more you learn. So those, those of you guys who don't know, um, yeah, I've done a little bit of the pilot end of things. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm trying not to jump the gun here. Uh, I've done a little bit of the pilot um, end of things, and it is, it is kind of, it is uh, nerve-wracking. So what, uh, oh, we, so like what, uh, what inspired you to do what you do now, not the real ATC, of course, but the VATSIM ATC. Actually, it was quite interesting. Back in, oh, actually, just maybe a couple of years after I started with the pilot, back in 08, I was, um, I was listening to Albuquerque Center. I was flying out of, Albu I, I was flying out of Phoenix. I was going, I was about ready to go somewhere, but 
um, I finally had asked the controller, like, what do I need to do to actually get into the ATC aspect of controlling? And he said, well, he said, Says you need to go on to the VetUSA website and you need to take this exam. And the one of the pilots, ironically, was landing in Phoenix and he says, you know, don't go anywhere, you know, stay right where you're at. He told me what to do. I went on there. I took the exam. VetUSA was the very first place I controlled at. Um, I controlled at Albuquerque for a while. I went over to Cleveland for a little bit. Didn't like it over there. Um, I went up into Canada for a while. I did Toronto there for a while. I did Vancouver there too. Um, that didn't last too long. I, you know, didn't like it there either. And then, because I wasn't getting a lot of traffic, went up to Seattle, ended up there for a while. Um, it was okay. San Francisco, a lot of hours over there. And then, um, uh, I'm trying to remember, LA, didn't get very far with them. And then after a while, I just decided, you know what, that USA is not for me. So I transferred over to that UK. Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a lot of that's a whole heck of a lot of airports, and you started doing this in a way. Yeah. What made you want to get into the controlling? I mean, you know, you're you're blind. Uh, you're you're blind. You you can't see a darn thing. What made you want to actually, even as the sighted community would say, dare to give this a try? Actually. Um... I had a mindset of if a sighted person can do it, there's no reason why a blind person can't do it or attempt to accommodate and adapt to do it. What made me want to get into it, I would say it was mostly, um, it, was mo mo it was basically mostly me being interested in doing it and me being able to show, and you know, me being able to expand and really try out something new, maybe try something out that I had never done before. You certainly have uh, very much <laughs> done that. And that's why, <laughs> that's why uh, you're here in 2020 sitting at your computer, uh, <laughs> you know, being, uh, you know, being streamed on Twitch, you know, uh, being interviewed. So, wow, that's, that's really, really neat and you know people like i said you know people have i do have twitter i've got every social media platform out there i'm on so um <laughs> yeah they'll find me everywhere um i actually am thinking about getting into doing um some uh atc stuff i'm actually thinking about getting into doing some youtube stuff with um with uh, uh ob studio and thinking about recording some atc of videos of me at Gatwick, so people can actually see what I'm what I'm able to do. So, where might uh, people find out more about uh, VatSim from the pilots' end of things? Yeah, if you go to first uh, of all, yeah, if you go, um, yeah, if you go to VatSim.net, V-A-T-S-I-M.net, you can go in there, and there's a whole bunch of information in there. There's there's a link section that says pilots. You go in there, and there's a whole bunch of information in there. They've got training resources you've got the software you need you um they have like like flight planning resources they got atc phraseology documentation there's a whole bunch of training resources that uh is is highly encouraged to read um before you before logging onto the network Especially now, I heard. I don't know. This is. I don't know if this is true or not. But I heard that you now have to. Are you going to start? You have to start taking a test or something, or something. Have you heard anything about that? Um, yet, from the pilots' end of things. I have not, but I've I've heard over in VAT UK. I guess I th I think it might be a VAT UK thing, or maybe VAT Sims incorporating it. I don't know. Someone did tell me that they that VATSIM was going to start making people take a test. Um, to actually become a pilot on their network. Uh -huh, Be test. Yeah. Very bad word for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, uh, but no, I mean, it, it, it's really, it's really going to make things a lot easier for us controllers because we, because some pilots don't know how to file their flight plans right. And oh, I've heard some things. 
yeah. while in the air. Um, so, and, and, and a few of my uh, listeners, my few of my streamers have too. I mean, we're still <laughs> laughing about some things. So explain your role in terms of what you do. Uh, clearance delivery, well, actually, <clears throat> it depends on which position is open. Um, ground is a little bit more, there's an extra step, there's like two extra steps you got to do. Um, let's start off with clearance delivery. Clearance delivery is basically where you give the air pilots clearance to, to depart out of that. You give them what it's called their, their craft, clearance route altitude frequency transponder. Basically, what this is, it's basically you're giving them clearance to leave the airport that they're in. And then you give them what's called a cruising level, a route, and um, and you give them a tr f departure frequency and, and a transponder code. Now, a transponder code is a four-digit number that they that the pilots punch into their uh, transponder boxes and their aircraft instruments. That tells the controllers where uh, that identifies the aircraft to the controllers about where they're at. Um, so that's and then that's all I do for delivery. Now for ground, what I do for ground is I will tell, um, and for example, I will like tell the aircraft to push back to the east, push back. I would say, well, in that UK, you have to say Speedbird 2805, push back and start for proof facing east. And they would read it back and they would face east. Now for me, I will say to the, uh, to the pilot, you know, report what taxiway, or um, I would ask them to report what taxiway they're on when they've pushed back, and they don't have a problem with doing that. Okay. And so I take it that it's different. Like the standard standards are different, uh, no matter where uh, in in every country. Yes, it's very much different. U.S. is a lot different. Uh, U.K. is different. Canada's different. Um, UK clearances are a lot easier to give because you don't um, because in the US you have to say climb base said except maintain 10 or whatever initial altitude level in the UK you don't do that for example you say um, Super 2805 clear to Rome Bogna 1 x-ray departure squawk 1141 basically and that's all you say which is a lot of alphabet soup to <laughs> yeah those who might not know yeah. Like what we're, we're talking, talking about. about. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> so would you mind breaking that down yeah, for those who yeah, don't? Yeah. Who, for those of you who don't know what that is, basically, the you have what's called your ACID, which is a standard instrument departure that pilots have to go on. Pilots usually have what's called an FMC or an FMS, flight management computer or flight management system. And that allows that allows their pilot to be flown on autopilot on their computer or management system. And so the pilots, the ATC controller gives them a SID, which is a standard instrument departure, which is kind of like a, your main way out of the airport that you're in. Um, basic, um, what I'm trying to say here is that it's your starting point out from your airport that you're at. Okay. And so, um, and then wait, they have what are called transitions and waypoints. And what those are, think of it as a, um, you're, you're riding someplace and you take um, on the first road that you get to, think of that road as your, as your, as your routing. And in each intersection as a waypoint, because each each of those turns to those intersections are intersections and waypoints compared to flying in the air. So um, I'm trying to explain this the best way I can. Um, yeah, this is, this is kind of hard for us, it, you know, it, as pilots to. Yeah, it, it's very hard, especially. Uh, I'm 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 sorry. I I. Ugh. I threw you a curveball, and that's not fair. I, I should have actually prepared you for that. One. It's okay. Sorry. It's okay. Um, well, hey, but if you can't teach it, you don't know it. Well, so, I, I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a very good instructor um, there. Um, I would say, um, uh, <laughs> um, 
if any of you because you can't exactly say turn left at the next McDonald's. Exactly, you can't. So <laughs> you're exactly right. So you can't you can't say that. But I mean, bottom the basically the bottom line here the bottom line is that the pilots have their own autopilots that they use, and they program in their they program in the required data that the system needs. Okay. So then, uh, so then after that, when, when you said, uh, clear to Rome, and then you said some other alphabet soup, um, so then what was all that? The Bogdan one X-ray, that is the SID that the pilot needs to put into his, uh, GPS computer system, which basically will tell the aircraft to fly on this SID and it will automatically mm -hmm. give, it'll automatically, the, the, uh, it will automatically turn to the right headings in the right directions and basically fly the plane for them without them having to do anything. Oh, it's, it's all magic. Yeah, it really is. Well, not really. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, it kind well, of is. I mean, once you get it all set up, you get it all programmed in and you get, you know, I mean, it, it kind of yeah, is magic. All... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't. Yeah, if you really think about how planes work, we shouldn't be able to fly. I mean, even in real life, we shouldn't be able to, you know, I shouldn't be able to fly the, uh, the um, I think it's a Luxor, the Luxor 3, I think that's a SID uh, out, of, uh, out of my airport. I shouldn't be able to, the planes should not be able to fly, you know, just automatically. It's all... It's all just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, actually, we have. Um, it's amazing how technology is developing over the years. Um, it really is. Um, I, I mean, think that who would have thought you would have been, you know, a Vatsim uh, ground controller? You know. And I, I, I already have. <laughs> now, um, I, I already have over two thousand seven hundred hours ATC control time on Vatsim in total. Holy crap. Yeah, that's the unprofessional me there. <laughs> so explain why you chose a UK over wherever you were. The UK basically treats you more like family, and they're more understanding. Some of the ARTCCs I've been with have not been very understanding. Some of the what? Okay, I'm sorry. All right. VACC stands for Virtual Air Traffic Control Centers over in Europe. And ARTCC stand for Air Route Traffic Control Center. So, and this is another um, Air Route. An Air Route Traffic Control Center is a center where different airports are covered. So, for Seattle, for example, it covers um, Seattle, Oregon, and Washington. I also think it covers Oregon and Washington, and it does cover a little bit of. Um, BC, but not a lot. Um, but I do think it co it, go it covers all of Washington and all of Oregon. And my um, my local uh, traffic center down here in Michigan covers Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, and parts of New York. And that's that's kind of that. So each each um, control center covers a vast amount of uh, space. About a thousand or so At miles. Least. Well, air um, statutory yeah. miles anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but VACCs also are another term for the European. It's Virtual Air Traffic Control Center. So, um, so uh, that that's just that's the European. That's the European's label of air route traffic control centers here. That's what they call it over there. Okay. So, uh, why the? So you operate from a center? Um, I don't operate from I. It's called a FIR, Flight Information Region, and that's where my region's at. Is the UK? <clears throat> so okay. Lots of lots of alphabet soup for well. Uh, I'm not a controller. I'm just a little you know, pilot. You're, you're so. actually no. I, I I would. I'm thinking you're probably learning a lot here. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um, so, um, so what advantages um, and disadvantages does it have 
over well, other regions. Well, UK. Well, I said regions because well, I, I didn't, you know, in the question because yeah, I didn't fine. know. But um, yeah. in different areas, <laughs> okay, cool. um, the, um, like in the UK, in the UK area, for example, I mean. The pilot, the controllers over there are really cool about you know stuff. Some of them can get kind of nasty, especially um, some of them like to take it. They take it way too seriously sometimes. Some of them do, but um, some of them are really. A lot of them are really cool over the, all, all over there. I mean, they're willing to they're willing to help you out. They're more than willing to you know to do things for you, um, and that's kind of what I need. Especially at Gatwick, you've got so many SIDs and you've got so many departure procedures you got to fly out you know it's hard to keep them straight so i even have issues with um <laughs> with keeping them straight and knowing which way they need to go <laughs> that's why i this is on appearance delivery we haven't even covered your we haven't even covered oh no your for oh no 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 actually <laughs> actually you know um at one o'clock eastern that's six uk time over there i logged on one day or no was it two no, it was 7 o'clock UK, 2 o'clock Eastern time over here in the U.S. I logged on over, <laughs> I logged on that one day. I just got hit with traffic real bad. There were like over like 12 to 15 departures on the ground at Gatwick Airport. Is there an event going on? Um, on Wednesdays, they have what's called mid or, uh, Midweek Controller mad Midweek Madness, which basically means that there are a lot of people going towards um, Edinburgh in England, in the UK. Oh, okay. And everybody's online. I can only begin to imagine. Oh, it, 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 and 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 even when there's not an event going on, I mean, like when a new aircraft comes out, or if a pilot, if you know, so a lot of these pilots want the latest and greatest. So whenever a new aircraft comes out, or a whatever i mean that's when we'll get you know that's when we'll get you know that's when we'll get hit with that kind of thing um i'm just gonna test this aircraft and see if it works and see if it flies and exactly i can see yeah a mess so <laughs> let's actually shift over to ground um okay. your second position explain what ground is for those of us who uh, besides the thing that i'm standing on right now it's <laughs> right um actually ground is a little bit more uh, a little bit more complex, not a lot, but a little bit more complex. Basically, I give the aircraft its clearance. I say Speedbird 2805, push back and start for proof. Face east, he'll face east. He'll say Speedbird 2805, push back is complete, ready to taxi, runway 26 left. And I say, okay, um, to uh, Speedbird 2805, taxi runway 26 left via taxiway Mike, holding point Mike 3. Now, holding point. Is is like a little line there where a pilot has to stop before they get to the runway because on VATSIM it's against the rules to slew or spawn to the runway. They want you to follow by the book. So the pilot, it's like a little line that the pilots have to stop at. That's the furthest that the ground can taxi them to is to the holding point. And then I say to the aircraft speedbird 2805, no further ATC services are available. Contact Gatwick Tower, 14.25, have a good day. And they'll say, going over to Tower 14.25 or going over to Unicom 12.8, depending on if Tower's online or not. So, And we'll get to Unicom. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to Unicom. <laughs> yeah, lots of, lots, of, um, lots of alphabet soup that, that those of us who have been on Batson, well, I mean, for you, it's probably worse than what I've been through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you've... You've seen my attempts. Oh, yeah, I've seen them. It's like, I, feel really, <laughs> I, 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 I just feel really bad, <laughs> you know, I, you know, but I, I won't lie. And the last fight was my fault, but <laughs> yeah, we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> right. Well, actually, I think that um, people, I mean, there are, uh, you know, there, I mean, there are people out there that are interested in doing that. And I think that, um you know, I think that there. I think that people are interested in doing that. I get a lot of compliments when I'm controlling on Gatwick. I mean, you have not a clue. You have. I mean, there's like many, many, many times where I've gotten many pilots saying, "You're doing a, a great job here, man." You know, being blind, I can. I have to give you kudos for this. They know. Huh? Yeah. They know. Yeah. They know. I put it. I and I tell them, I'm like, 
you know, I tell my overcomes, I say all stations on Gatwick delivery, you know, please bear with me. I'm totally blind and not able to see. I'm doing this all by memory and they're, and they're okay with it. So talk to me about that. You said um, when we were off the air a long a while ago, you said that you actually do this by memory. How do you mean that you do this by memory? What exactly are you memorizing? Basically, um, what I will do is in, um, there's another program I use called Audio for VATSIM, which is like an add-on program that you have to use now um, to get the voice output for the controllers. And in there, what you can do is you can monitor on somebody else's channel. Like if, I, if Ground's online or if, if I'm online and Delivery's online or something like that at Gatwick, I will be able to basically listen in on his frequency to see what's happening, to see, you know, how he's doing and making sure the aircraft are getting to me okay from his end to my end. Or if ground's online and I'm on delivery, I'll do the same thing. I'll be on delivery, the other person will be on ground, and I'll be able to listen in and, and on his frequency. And that helps me out because basically what I'm listening for is I'm able to say, okay, at 2-6 left at Gatwick, these are the taxiways. Kilo, Papa, Alpha, Alpha Sierra, Alpha 2 is the is the holding point. Is the holding point at Alpha at Gatwick for if you're pushing back to the west, Alpha 2 is the holding it's either Alpha 2, Alpha 3 are the holding points. And the taxiways, they're lettered Alpha, Bravo, Charlie Delta, Echo, Fox, Rat, Golf. Hotel India, they're all lettered. They're all lettered letters. The taxiways are all letters. And so basically when I say to American 2800, taxi room 26 left via Alpha Alpha 2, I would say via Alpha Alpha 2, I would say Kilo Papa Alpha Sierra Alpha 2. That would be my taxi instructions to that aircraft. And he would follow those. Wow. So... I would have to, and, that, and that's what I mean by memorizing everything. And by me telling the aircraft, okay, please, can you please tell me what taxi, or taxiway you're on? And I would be able to say, okay, he's on this taxiway. I'll have him take this route. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I've heard the route so much, and I memorize the thing. Jeez. Ah, that's, <laughs> that is, now let's switch, flip back to clearance and delivery. Do you do all that through memory? Yes, I do. I have to. And if I have a problem, that's when I, um, if ground's not busy or whatever, um, I'll have him help me out with a, with a, with a, with, with, with like a amended route. And I'll give the pilot the amended route, um, for the clearance and I'll have him punch it in. Um, normally I would prefer pilots to make sure they have the proper routes into their flight plan in the first place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So. I've already had that dealing when I was with with uh, ground once in uh, Kennedy. Actually, no, no, I was it Kennedy. No, it was. Oh, help! Um, <laughs> it was an airport out of New York, uh, JFK. Yeah, JFK. John JFK. Kennedy. Oh, yeah, those guys can get nasty over there. Um, it was, well, it was my fault, but he was really nice. So, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have the right route, and yeah, you know, you need to put this in, and so. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, I normally use um, Simbrief, but we're kind of getting off topic. But we are. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I mean, um, I've had many pilots on Gatwick delivery and other delivery positions that I've been on. Just give me it, it, it's just been a nightmare to try to get rid of them because like they're not listening, and I'm like, you're testing my patience. You know, and it, it, yeah. it, you know, and a lot of them, you know, I mean, the audio Kodak is is better on Vatsim. Right. Yeah. Um. It, you can't. I mean, you can't beat it. <laughs> oh, for those of you guys who haven't heard the latest Kodak, I believe that uh, Chewy uh, has a demo uh, somewhere of of the latest when the when this Kodak was released. Uh, Chewy has a demo. It's really really good. Uh, or can you can find uh, some of my demos while well, they're not on Twitch. Well, yeah, they probably are, but you can look up Chewy. Uh, he, he has, he has some demos. You can hear what it sounds like. It sounds just like uh, a ham radio. I mean, maybe slightly better. 
actually, I mean, to me, it actually kind of sounds like I'm actually sitting in a darn good air traffic control tower room. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, for me, I have my headset on, and yeah. yeah I mean, actually, speaking of amateur ham radio, I'm an amateur ham, ham radio operator, too. So the audio codec sounds really good on this. On this, um, And, I mean, Vatsim have really outdone themselves with this thing. I mean. Oh, the, I agree. Uh, the old audio codec. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Oh, you had to deal with that, too. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. What exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, we are reminiscing, you guys. I mean, I was not on Batsim during that time. No, but the audio codec on that time, during that time, was just really, really bad. I mean. It sounded horrible. Like. It, Oh, and Jesse, Jesse would remember because he wasn't on vet sim, but we heard it. We're both like, ew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yuck. I actually, I actually got, my voice got captured on this one guy's uh, stream. He was going from uh, Gatwick to Dublin, I think, in uh, a few years ago. And I voice got captured on ground. And cool. I heard myself on that thing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And that is not what you sound like. No, it's not all. what I sound like at all. <laughs> oh, God. I sound like this. You know, I mean, it, it sounds... Oh, God. <laughs> I actually have I actually have the file. I'll send it to you if you want it later. It sounds really bad. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. And you've heard, you haven't heard me over... Um, no, because I don't fly out of Gatwick. I tend to fly out of uh, Miami <clears throat> a lot. Yeah, and you've actually heard. Actually, I've off air. You've heard. I've me, heard you over. I've heard uh, you over the yeah. Over the thing, and it, and 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 you were like, "Wow, it's crystal clear." <laughs> it is. It's very, very. I can't even begin to describe it. Um, I mean, all I can say is, guys, if you want to know what it sounds like, get yourself an account on Vatsim. Get on there, and get and get going with it, <laughs> because <laughs> it, you know. I mean, everybody has a different experience with it. Oh, yeah. I mean. So. Oh, no. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, so basically it's been. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to give up controlling for anything. So. Um. So there. So you have clearance and ground. Why did you choose those two positions over uh, anything else? That's the only positions I can do. Um, we were talking about tower, but tower would have just been too hard for me to do because there would have had to have been a, like a lot of reporting, pilot reporting and stuff like that. And it just would have been the mentors and stuff. They didn't really know how they would handle it. Do you think that's even possible? I, I mean, I've talked to many people about it. Some people say it might be workable. Some people say, ah, oh, it may not be. So, I mean, but at London Heathrow, you have to get your student rating two. And okay. student rating two is basically the next level up from student Oh, student, student rating. rating number two. I understood student rating TO2 or yeah. TOO also. Yeah. Number two, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> number two. Um, student rating number one is like your basic delivery and ground. Student rating number two is, your to is you get tower, is you can get certified up on tower if you want would you consider it like if it were possible yeah i mean if i was offered it oh absolutely yeah i want to do it people want to help me with it but they just don't know how to i mean sure i they just don't know how to do it or how they can how they can do it how they can how what kind of system they can implement i'm sure that there is something out there that is possible I, i'm sure there's a way <clears throat> i mean after all you are the first uh at some ground controller who's blind that i know of so um and there's another two and there's another guy who wants to another friend of mine who wants to um get into uh that uk and do atc he's who's also visually impaired too cool. Good luck, um, you know, good luck with him, and yeah. I hope he takes his test. Well, so hopefully, yeah. if you were to operate ground, um, how exactly would you, like, do that so, the, so it's on the correct runway? Like, you, how would you know? Because, you know, you have, you have, like, four or five runways. 
And how would you know, how would you know where to take that plane? So it doesn't end up uh, on the same runway as someone who's just taking off. Basically what happens is, is that um, we only have one runway open at Gatwick at once. Um, Very rarely do we have multiples. Um, It's only one per day. Um, It depends on what the, on what the winds are. So if it's more than six knots, it's zero eight right. But if it's less than five, it's two six left. Okay. So basically, if it's like zero three zero at one, then it's two six left. Even though you're at, even though it's thirty degrees. Uh, even though the winds are at thirty degrees. Even the wind, if the winds are at thirty degrees. At three zero, then it'd be zero eight, right? It has to be less than six. It has to be less than. Uh, it has to be less than six. Degrees. At three knots, yeah. Uh, oh, then I, well, uh, well, uh, <laughs> okay, that's um. But so, but let's say like I don't know. You have three, four, five runway. I don't know how big Gatwick is. Gatwick so. is uh, the same size. Well, Heathrow might be bigger than Gatwick, but they're in comparison, they're the same size. So let's, so let's say you have like five runways open for some unknown reason. <clears throat> right. Uh, you never know. Right. Uh, let's say someone decided to have all five runways open. How would you direct the plane to go to the correct runway, or at least? To go to a runway where they're going to be safe to take off. Basically, that's when we have like multiple ground positions open. Oh. Yeah. So each each ground position would cover like a certain direction. Always. Yeah. Basically, if we had like one ground, we'd have ground. That's when we can. That's when we'd have multiple ground position positions open. At any like, so let's say you're controlling Detroit. You said that you've done that yes um, and detroit is huge oh yeah uh yeah I've been there so in real life yeah um so let's say you have i don't know three four five runways open and and stuff like that uh you would also have multiple ground positions over at detroit yes if there were yes because i've seen it in the real world i've actually been on um live atc i've seen east west north and south grounds all on are all listed wow. there yeah <clears throat> So, I mean, I just thought that, uh, like, even on Live ATC, which is a really cool app, you guys, by the way, check it out. So, I just thought, oh, they have, um, you know, the airport's so big that you have multiple ground uh, things open. No, probably not. Not always. Um, Gatwick and Heathrow are see um, in the U in 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 the UK. Things are run a lot differently. They don't have. Uh, Multiple runways are not always open. It's always one one runway. Okay, that's actually that's actually good to know in case I ever fly out of Gatwick. Yeah, um, which I might as soon as I get my equipment working, and we can, you know, we can arrange. Yeah. Uh, you can arrange something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully um, now if ground's already taken, I'll, I might be on delivery. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to think here. Um, so I'm going to walk you guys. So I'm going to walk you through a situation here. Uh, and you knew this was coming <laughs> already. Uh, so I'm going to walk you through a situation. You are on ground. You give a plane taxi instructions. And then you realize, oh, crap. Uh, I just gave a plane instructions. And he's about to collide with another plane. Um, what would you do in that case? 100, hold position, please. And he would say, holding position, and he put his parking brake on. And then I would say, speedbird 2800, hold position. Uh, let the American 737 pass you from uh, left from left to right. And then um, and I would say to and then I would say to the and I would say, say to speedbird. Then once I would well, I would first say to the American uh, 738, I would say American 2672. Uh, pass. Um, please notify me when you went in front of the Speedbird Airbus A320, and he would say, "Roger, will do." He would 
he would tell me that he's gone past him. And um, I would say Speedbird 2800, continue taxi. And have you ever been in a situation like that? Many before? times, many, many. Actually, there was a situation where, I mean, the airport was just full. I mean, nobody could get in, nobody could get out. I mean, I had a lot of, I had a lot of planes. It was a mess because we had a lot of planes blocking taxiways. Uh, the gates were full. I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was a mess. If we're having like an event and somebody, you know, and there's a lot of planes going in and out, or if it's on a day where it's like really busy, people are like, you know, uh, one to do VFRs out of there because you, you occasionally you will get a visual uh, pilot that wants to do like a small like helicopter or a small plane that wants to do like uh, some like video visual visual flight stuff out of the airport. Sometimes we at Gatwick we have to deny that request because there's too there's just plain too much traffic. That's <laughs> yeah, and I think there was an event out of uh, Heathrow today. Yep, perfect example. And today's the 11th so of July. So, I mean, at the time of this uh, stream slash, you know, interview, there was an event. Today. Yep. Yep. Did you control it? No, I can't because I don't have my S2. Oh. Gatwick I can control, but not Heathrow. Heathrow, you have to have your S2. For ground as well? Yep. Oh. It's just how it is. And I kept asking, and I kept asking him, I says, why can't, you know, What's the difference? There's not really that much difference between Gatwick and Heathrow. And he says, well, he says, that's just how it is. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that their hands are tied. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they, yeah, their hands are tied. If you were to clearance and delivery, like if someone who is, um, who, if someone wanted to do uh, clearance and delivery, uh, how would they go about, how would they go about applying for that position? Yeah, what you would have to do is you'd have to get an account signed up at VATSIM, and then you'd have to go in and you'd have to take the, you'd have to wait till you get, you know, um, the region, you know, would receive it, and they, it would automatically be, you'd probably get your credentials and stuff, and then you'd log in, and then what you'd do is you would, if you wanted to control at VATUSA, you'd click on, like, become a VATUSA controller or join us or whatever, and then you'd go in there, you'd get logged in, and they would verify you as a VETUSA region member, and then you would take the test, 25-question test. You take that. You oh, go. Good word test. <laughs> yeah, sorry, an exam. That's all right. It's okay. Nah, it's, so you take a test. Yeah, you take a test, and you go in there, and they rate you. If you pass, you get to select your air traffic control center, and you wait for further emails from the control center. And you're basically a ATC controller in VAT USA. Same thing probably goes for uh, the others, VAT UK as well, probably. Um, you'd probably want to, you'd probably have to take some kind of test over there as a new controller too. And then you'd probably just go the same, the same thing. So um, as a blind, uh, visually impaired, as a blind and visually impaired uh, VAT SIM controller, um, <laughs> Have you ever had to face like accessibility hurdles uh, with the software that you do use? Yes, actually, VRC. Um, actually, a big, big problem with me when I first started doing this was the messages that pilots would send. It would be in a text, picture, graphic thing, and I had to email. I had to post a message on the VRC software form on VATSIM, and the developer Ross Carlson who develops VRC and, incidentally, who is the developer of vPilot, um, basically had put a piece of code in there that allows the uh, text of the flight plans to be, or the text of the pilots to be put into the private chat log, which is okay, like... Okay, that works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it works. <laughs> a little slow, but I mean, it works. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean... Need to do. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it does what I need to do. So, I, I mean, it's it's really good. Especially if you're going to have to deal with a text pilot like me. Well, because I have some very broken equipment and I cannot. <clears throat> that that would be very, uh, that, that's going to be very interesting. Um, <laughs> responsive to... You're the first, but remember, I mean, you're the first ever uh, blind ATC... Uh, controller, really. Yeah. I mean, that's a controller. You're the first that I know of, like I said. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there are others. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, 
this will, I mean, this is going to be, I mean, the ARTC, the air traffic, the air traffic control centers and the virtual air traffic, virtual air, the virtual air traffic control centers, if they're not careful, they could get a lot of blind ATC people in their uh, sectors. Hey, you so. know, the more the merrier. Exactly. Seriously. I mean, the more we need blind pilots, we need, you know, blind uh, controllers, at least for ground, at least for now, uh, maybe tower. And if they, if, if it is doable, which I believe it, it is, I'm not sure how, I, I don't code. <laughs> I mean, maybe someone who's listening to uh, this later yeah. might have some ideas, even if it is a few yeah, years away. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, maybe, I mean, the technology probably is out there. It's just that we have to, there has to be a way to implement that. And thank you so much, John, for your words of wisdom. I believe the technology will be out there for you and others to do more controlling. And I do agree with him. If Vatsim aren't careful, we're going to have a lot of blind air traffic controllers doing, at least for now, ground. And as I said in the interview, the more the merrier. So if you're comfortable doing this and you feel you can do that, get your application in and let's go make a difference and build something awesome. Thank you for listening to TFFP. If you have any questions, you can contact us at tffppodcast.com and click the contact link. If you want to learn more regarding the music that you're hearing at the end of the episode and at the beginning, check out Breathe by Axel and Arth. That's A-X-L and sign A-R-T-H on YouTube or Google or whatever you use for your search engine. If you want to see any YouTube videos that might be of interest, go to lbry.tv forward slash K-E-7-Z-U-M. That's lbry.tv forward slash K-E-7-Z-U-M. We also have a Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash ke7zum. That's twitch.tv slash ke7zum. And you can check out its schedule using the blog post titled Twitch Schedule, found on the posts page. Thank you so much, be blessed, and have a wonderful day.